Welcome to the Laundry Hour, a podcast encouraging stay-at-home moms to fulfill their God-given and extraordinary purpose in their seemingly ordinary lives. I'm your host, Jamie Williams. Welcome to the Laundry Hour, everyone. I am so happy to have you all back. I hope you have had a good daylight savings time weekend. I hope it hasn't royally taking you off your schedule and everything but I'm happy that you're here I'm happy that you have chosen again to spend time with me if this is your first time listening to the laundry hour welcome very much I hope that you will go back and um, start this love series from the beginning um, and then just continue with us if you love it I would love for you to share it review email me, um, whatever. Um, I do eventually want this to become, you know, like a community relationship, but I also understand that I don't have social media, so you've got to go back to emailing. So I get that that's difficult and weird, but um, if any of you are interested, I am totally interested too. So let's get talking about loving our neighbor. So one thing I think is really cool that I didn't know is that that command is written in the Old Testament. It doesn't show up in the New Testament for the first time. Leviticus chapter 19 is where we see that. So we see it starting in verse 17. Well, not starting in verse 17 and 18, but the the phrase starts in verse 17 and 18, where it basically says, um, you know, don't hate your brother in your heart, but reason frankly with your neighbor. Don't take vengeance or grudge against your own people, but love them as yourself. Verse 34 actually says to treat the stranger as a native, for you were strangers in Egypt, so love him as yourself. Appreciate that verse because it's like you used to be one. You know what it felt like, so don't treat them like people treated you. Treat them how you wished the Egyptians treated you, like rather than a stranger who they then um, took advantage of and made slaves, treat them like a part of your family where they feel loved and cared for. Um, and they probably won't revolt against you like they, you think they will <laughs> if they are taken care of by you, um, which is obviously what the Egyptians thought because um, the Israelites were so big and they were like, the only way that we can, you know, keep them from overthrowing us is if we make them slaves to us. So Luke verse or Luke chapter 19 has a lot of scriptures in like that little middle section that just talks about loving your neighbor, talks about not doing injustice to one another. Don't lie. Don't steal. Don't deal falsely. Um, when you have a vineyard and you're picking food and, and doing the harvest, don't take everything. Like, save food for the stranger and the poor. And I think that is so cool, like, that God has already, because it's not new, because he's the same God, but, like, has made provision for taking care of the poor, um, Now, it's different now that we don't have vineyards in that specific way. Uh, But I wonder, like, how how do we do that? How do we save food for the stranger and the poor in in our day? 
if we are not a farmer, you know, and stuff. But why does the Lord say to do those things? First, he says, because I am the Lord. Like, I think that's the answer. (laughs) Because I'm the Lord, you should do, you know, what I commanded you to do. But he also says you shall love the neighbor as, as yourself. So why do you leave food? Because you should love your neighbor as yourself. Why don't you steal? Why don't you lie? Why don't you do injustice to one another? Because you should love your neighbor as yourself. So the Ten Commandments, which are, you know, the beginning of the commandments, um, if you look at all ten of them, you will see, like, they're almost split in two, where the first half of the laws help us to love God, and the second half of the laws help us to love our neighbor. So we know that Jesus says in the New Testament that all the laws are summed up in those two commandments, to love God and to love others. But why is all of the law summed up into two, like those two? Romans 13.10 answers that question for us. It says, love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love fulfills the law. So all of those, do not lie, do not steal, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not covet. If I don't do any of those things, or if I, if I love my neighbor, rather, if I love my neighbor, I will not do any of those things. You know, if I love them, I'm not going to steal from them. I'm not going to murder them. I'm not going to covet what they have so that I want what they have and then eventually steal from them, you know. Like, if I love my neighbor, I won't do those bad things. I won't do injustice. I won't lie to them. Like, I will save food for them. I will treat the stranger like a native. So, the love your neighbor as yourself. I like that there's already been a question. Because we can say, well, who's my neighbor, right? And somebody asked Jesus that in Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through through 37. Sorry, I can't talk. And this um, parable is known as the Good Samaritan. Have you read it before? So there's a man. He gets attacked and left on the side of the road to, to die, basically. And three people walk past. The first two people see him on the side of the road. It says they even walk on the like switch sides of the street and leave and then the third man sees him has compassion on him binds his wounds carries him to the nearest like hospital hotel kind of place ish thing leaves him there to recover pays the innkeeper like here um like I'll, I'll pay for his room I'll pay for his food and all that stuff and Excuse me. Whatever he needs later, like, charge it to me. And Jesus asks at the end, so who loved his neighbor? And they said, the one who showed mercy. And then Jesus says, okay, now go and do likewise. What I think is funny about that is um, the the first two men lived in the same town as that man. The last man lived in a neighboring town, which is kind of funny. 
if we're going to look at the term neighbor, right? Someone that lives next to you. So technically, the Samaritan was his neighbor because he lived in a neighboring town. But the other two guys were his neighbor too because they lived, you know, next door to him in the same town. So obviously, right there, Jesus is like shutting up the term neighbor, you know. Because even in Leviticus, we see him talk about the stranger, treating the stranger as yourself. But then he also talks about treating your brother as yourself in, in Leviticus 19. So your neighbor is everyone who lives next to you <laughs> in the world. The stranger and the brother. The people you know and the people you don't know. The people that are close to you and the people that are not. All are considered your neighbor. But then he gives the story. And everybody understands the one who loved him was the one who showed mercy to that man. The good Samaritan, who, of course, would have been controversial for them to use, for Jesus to use a Samaritan in the story because they weren't supposed to deal with Samaritans. Right? They were in their mind, in their minds, not in God's mind, but in their minds, they were considered unholy. And what? He has taken care. He is the one. He is the example of love. What? He showed compassion. He comforted the man. And he cared for him. He loved his neighbor as himself. So, we know that our neighbor is everyone. So if we are to love our neighbor, we are to love everyone as ourself. What does it mean to love someone as we love ourselves? So, newsflash, we all love ourselves. <laughs> like, um, in some ways, I think we need to be taught how to love ourselves well. But I don't think any of us need to be taught how to love ourselves. We are all pretty selfish we like what we like, we like what we don't like, you know, <laughs> we, we come out the womb with our desires and our wants, and that's not completely bad, um, it's only bad when we love ourselves more than we love God, and we love ourselves more than we love others, so maybe we should do an exercise, we should spend a little bit of time today or this week thinking of how we love ourselves why not so that we can focus on ourselves but so we can define and describe how we like to be treated so those love languages if you ever heard of them like get married and you sit down with your husband you decide and define what your love languages are why do you do that one so you can know how you feel loved so that your husband can love you that way and vice versa it is helpful to say, I feel the most loved when this takes place. It's helpful to someone trying to love you. It is helpful to you as well to know how they feel most loved so you can love them in that way. So I think it would be a worthwhile exercise just to write down a few things and say, I love being loved like this. And then, loving people like that. 
or even asking people, how do you love to be loved? (laughs) How do you like to be loved? Now, some people obviously are not going to know that answer. Some people may. But rather than just asking everybody, well, let's ask our husbands, let's ask our close friends and our family. But we can use that example of, okay, I like to be loved in this way. Let me seek to love people that way. Okay, so one way I know that I love myself is I like to give myself the benefit of the doubt. Now, sometimes I give myself too much grace that I enable myself to stay where I am rather than continuing to improve and grow. And that's actually not loving to me. But I look at my intentions more than I look at my actions. Like, have you ever heard like that we look at others like as a whole human beings look at other people's actions when we look at our own intentions, like we want to be loved and understood and cared for, yet we don't often extend that same thing to others. We don't do it naturally <laughs> because we think about ourselves, guys. Like that is like the core response to sin and the fall that we think about ourselves, that we don't think about the Lord and we don't think about others. And that's why these are the, the commands given to us. Because this is how the Lord has called us to live and to love. So have you heard of the golden rule? You remember the golden rule? Luke 6, 31 says, Do unto others as you wish you'd have them do unto you. So if the Samaritan loved his neighbor by showing mercy, maybe he wanted mercy, so he showed mercy. You know, like if you're on the side of the road left to die, Like, I would want, if I was, okay, let me say, if I was on the side of the road left to die, I wish somebody would have compassion on me and care for me and not leave me there. In a physical state, I wish spiritually somebody wouldn't leave me there. I wish emotionally people wouldn't leave me there, you know? And if I care for, if I want to be loved like that, then why would I leave somebody else? You know, if I want mercy, I should show mercy to people. If I want understanding, which I do, I should show understanding because guess what? They probably want understanding too. They probably wish that people saw their intentions and not just their actions, saw their heart, not just the mistakes they made. If I want forgiveness, I should show forgiveness. Because I think we all want forgiveness too for when we do mess up. Because love does no wrong to a neighbor. And if I'm to love my neighbor as myself, there are things that I want. (laughs) And I should do to them what I wish they would do to me. And you know, sometimes people aren't going to love you back well. And that's sad. And sometimes people are going to love you back well. And that's amazing. But at the end of the day, we've got an amazing God who always loves us perfectly every single time. This this command to love one another doesn't say love one another as yourself as they love you well. <laughs> it doesn't say love your neighbor as yourself if they love you well. 
It says, love your neighbor as yourself, period. It's a command to us to do unto others as we want them to do to us. Can I pray over you? Father, at the core of our heart, we love ourselves. To a fault, too much, but we love ourselves. Lord, I ask that you would help us to just spend some time today to really say, okay, how do we like to be loved? Do we like to be seen? Do we like to be heard? Do we like to be understood, considered? Whatever it is at the core of our being, as well as, you know, giving a gift or said thank you or say you look beautiful whatever it is Lord like let us figure that out I think that will help us in moments when we don't feel love to say ah this is why I don't and to offer that to you and ask you to heal that in us but also to say okay if this is what I want to realize and remember that everyone else out there in the world is a human being too that they have intentions, they have actions, they have a heart, they have a soul. You've given us the, the, the command, the job, the responsibility to love them. That we may love the way that we desire to be loved. To know, obviously, that this only comes from the power of your spirit and knowing that we are completely loved by you. But that we would actively pursue loving our neighbor as ourselves. That if we want mercy, we would show mercy. If we want understanding, we would show understanding. If we want forgiveness, we would show forgiveness. We need your help. We need your power to work in and through us because naturally we do not love well. So help us to love you and love our neighbor like you've asked us to. In Jesus' name, amen. If you liked today's episode, please subscribe. If you loved it, please share. If you got to have it, please write a review. I truly would love to hear what you have to say. And if you want more, tune in next week because we will talk about loving our enemies. I know. I know. It'll be great. (laughs) Well, I look forward to seeing, hearing, uh, being with you. Yeah, let's go with that one. Being with you next time. (laughs) Y'all have an amazing week. Until then, I will leave with you 2 Peter 1-2. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ rest on you and your families. I love you.